<laughs> All righty. Here we go. A uh, little bit of a technical issue to start the program. Two buck chuck in the seat today, and that seat's very low at the moment. Like, seriously, of all the things, just before we come on air. Yep, we're really pumped about today's show. Yeah, I just get the sense we're going to have a great show. Yeah, next, next minute, Tupac Chuck just drops down <laughs> out of the way. Uh, bad seat placement, I think, is what we're going to put it down to. Poor seat management. Uh, anyway, g'day afternooners. Thanks for tuning in. However you were listening, SEN welcomes you to our very broad house of worship. I tell you what, we're worshipping a lot different altars today. A reminder, you're north of the border. How good's that? SEN Q693 AM in Brizzy. SEN 1620 AM on the Gold Coast. SEN 1170 AM in Sydney. SEN app anywhere, anytime. Massive, like, you know, often I say this, in fact, every day. I say, massive show coming up. No, today is really big. So, Adrian Prezenko from the Sydney Morning Herald. He'll be up very shortly with all the latest news. We'll get a score update from Two Buck Chuck. I think Coach K's got a wedding today. Uh, now, <laughs> we're going to do the Who Am I? I know, fraught with danger, with it, especially with Coach K here. Anyway, uh, afternoons amplified. We'll find out what's trending. Nick Ashman. Uh, really, really good form analyst. So he's going to have a look at the air. We've got a massive day of racing on Saturday. So we've got to dive into that really deep. We're going to do that with Tristan Merlihan as well. Give us all the latest prices. We've got Australia in action tonight in the ICC Cricket World Cup. The two o'clock flock will be your opportunity to have your say, a one three hundred oh one eleven seventy, 1170 And of course, you'll get the chance to win $100 cash, all thanks to Tristan and the team up there at Top Sport. And then, of course... On a Thursday afternoon, we do the crossover with Sam Timmons, a 211-centimetre centre from New Zealand, who also turned out for the University of Washington. Well, I think the football team's the Huskies. I'm not sure that the basketball team is called that. They've got the game against the Wildcats on Sunday. Kudos Bank Arena tickets from Ticketek. So that's a really, really full show. Now, I was just talking with Matty White about the big stories of the day, and obviously Michael Maguire... And the fact that he is going to, we think, be coach of the New South Wales State of Origin. Dave Riccio reporting in the Daily Telegraph on this one. Jimmy Freddie's deal offer was five months, not one year. Imagine if SEN offered you a five-month deal. Would you take it? Just a thought. That's from Matt. Oh, and so the other thing about it is, Matt, that's not Freddie's only job. Like Freddie's got a couple of jobs, right? He works for Channel 9, so he's got employment there uh, and and... So when, when you're talking about this New South Wales State of Origin coaching position uh, and, and if you get a five-month deal, how do, you, how do they pay you? You know, if you say, oh, it's only a five-month deal, the five-month deal was to talk about, well, this is how much money we're going to pay you. You know, we, we're viewing it as a five-month deal, so we're only going to pay you this. Say, so fine, just pay me over 12 months, the same amount you were going to pay 12 months uh, for five months. That's really straightforward. So uh, this is all the report. Michael Maguire has accepted the position. 49 years of age. He's currently filling two roles. Might give us a talk topic for today as well. So he's senior NRL consultant with the Canberra Raiders. He's the New Zealand Kiwis head coach, has been for a number of years, took them to number one in the world, and they lost by two points in a incredible semi-final in the Rugby League World Cup last year against eventual winners Australia. He's done an outstanding job with New Zealand, whichever way you cut it. So I think we take the next step. What else? Who else 
joins Michael Maguire's team there for the New South Wales State of Origin. I think the, the question needs to be asked, do you believe, and clearly, based on reports, the New South Wales Rugby League does, do you believe that Michael Maguire can do all three jobs simultaneously? And then the next question after that, what does the team look like for next year? Uh, are there going to be significant changes for this New South Wales team? And, I, you know, we talk about, oh, you don't, you know, three weeks out. Don't pick your side yet. There's still a couple of games to play. Well, we're about 10 months out. We're picking our side. But anyway, uh, that will be very interesting. Uh, give us your thoughts on that. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. 1170 Are you happy with the, well, we think it's the appointment of Michael Maguire as the New South Wales Rugby League coach, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Speaking of New South Wales State of Origin, Josh Adokar has come out and apologised. We'll speak to Adrian Prezenko about this. He's got the yarn in the Sydney Morning Herald. He uploaded an Instagram post linking the conflict in the Middle East with Indigenous land rights. Whew. I w uh, so here's Adokar in the statement. I would like to begin by apologising for any offence I have caused due to my recent social media post. As a proud First Nations man, I saw a message of support against displacement and land rights, and I shared this without full consideration to or understanding of the current events happening overseas. That is really, really dangerous territory to get into. Josh, I understand you're a proud First Nations man, but understanding that, and I'm talking about what's uh, the history of the Palestine-Israeli uh, conflict is literally decades in the learning, let alone centuries in the making. So, um, yeah, uh, so this is interesting. So Phil Gould's going to meet with Josh Adokar tomorrow. Uh, I just wonder whether the NRL Integrity Unit are watching that space very closely as well. Adrian Prezenko has been very busy because Alex Twal, he's got the yarn up on the Sydney Morning Herald now. Alex Twal uh, talking about re-signing with the Tigers. Now, wasn't it last week we were talking about Alex Twal leaving the Tigers? There was talk of a player swap with Sean Kepi. Apparently the Bulldogs had expressed some interest as well. So Twal's on 5.25 and the Tigers were saying, well, you take Twal. You, you take him on 5.25. It's like, hang on, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's not how it works. You've got to give me a discount on his talents. You think, if you don't think he's worth 525, then you can't expect us to pay 525. And apparently they wanted as little as $100,000 a year from the Tigers. They weren't willing to chip in. But it feels like, according to Adrian Prezenko, that the Tigers are going to extend Alex Twal's contract, right? So explain this extend the contract and pay him $400,000 per season. So you're going to pay him $1.2 million over three years as opposed to five hundred and twenty-five dollars in one year. We talk about it a lot, right? And that is <laughs> players are all worth signing. And Alex Toll strikes me as a guy that everyone would love to have as a part of their club. you just got to get him at the right price. Just got to get him at the right price. So speaking of getting people at the right price, I wonder whether Japan Rugby have got Eddie at the right price. This is the strongest rumour going around at the moment. So we all know about the Tom Decent article in the Sydney Morning Herald linking Eddie Jones and a job interview prior to the Wallabies going to the Rugby World Cup. They won't partake in the quarterfinals first time in Wallabies history. 
Jones denied taking the job interview with Japan on the eve of the disastrous World Cup campaign and told Rugby Australia Chief Executive Phil War there was no truth to reports he would take the Japan role. So this is Japanese media now reporting that he does have the role. Jamie Joseph, the current head coach of Japan. So this is fascinating. So as I say, Rugby World Cup quarterfinals go ahead this weekend. They won't include the Wallabies for the first time in history. So Hamish McLennan, chair of Rugby Australia. Phil War, the newly installed chief executive of Rugby Australia. The preferred candidate of Hamish McLennan, who are just desperate for 2025 British and Irish Lions Tour and 2027 Rugby World Cup at home. They are just desperate to hang on until that point. So what do you expect over the next couple of weeks? Uh, Spin, spin, spin. Cut it whichever way you like. Whatever you want to do. Spin, spin, spin from Rugby Australia. Imagine if Australia's cricket side could spin like Rugby Australia will be spinning over the course of the next three weeks. They're over there ready for the game tonight against the South Africans in Lucknow. They've got Mitch Marsh, Marcus Stoinis, Cam Green, Sean Abbott, all these bowling all-rounders and only one spinner. It's Adam Zampa, who's not bowling that well at the moment. Oh, Maxie will chip in with some overs. Big show, but seriously. Like, why do you need all those guys? Looks like Cam Green's going to miss out. So he is struggling after long campaigns with the Ashes, IPL. We talked about that. He's 23 years of age. It's easy to get distracted by that physically and mentally. So Marcus Stoinis goes, yep, I'm back in. So now you've got Mitch Marsh opening, Marcus Stoinis in the middle order, Glenn Maxwell in the middle order. Sean Abbott's never going to get a game unless someone's injured. And once they're injured, you can get, bring him back into the squad. Cam Green looks like he's on the outer as well. Why wouldn't you free up a spot in the squad? Travis heads back home, injured. He's in the squad. Tanvir Sanger's over there bowling. He's not in the squad. You can't use him. We talked about it yesterday. What on earth is going on here? A lot of the listeners had their say on this as well. So we watch tonight from 7.30 with a great deal of interest. Uh, Now, Everest this weekend, we're going to speak to Nick Ashman about that. So uh, they want to put 50,000 plus in the joint, the joint being Royal Randwick. So how are they going to do that? 45,000 on Saturday. That's max. We're capped out at that. And that's that huge number turning up, which I think would be a record for the Everest. I think it's been capped at 40 previously. Uh, a couple of times we've been out there and they've shut the gates. They've, they've said, right, we've got to turn people away. Uh, and this despite the fact that Australians are going to the polls for the voice referendum on Saturday as well. What a heavy irony if, yes, 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 would have won the Everest this year and not back in 2019. But anyway, separate issue, separate issue. Uh, So they want to make it like at the Kentucky Derby where they put people on there. And you don't have to all get dressed up. You can just come in your casuals, you know, your sneakers and your jeans and all that sort of thing. Okay, so I need a little bit of help with this, right? I know there's going to be a DJ in there, right? Who, Who could be the DJ? What else? What else do you put on the inner circle there, get the cars out of the way, the inner circle at Royal Randwick to make it attractive for the younger punters. So Danforth, Tick, Pool, I think a pool. So I'd canvas the office. We've got the sales team in here and their ideas people, some of them. And Slip and Slide got to start. The Bouncy Castle, Fairy Floss, 
I'm thinking, think a little bigger. People dodging cars. Um, so if anyone could help me out with this, Ferris wheel. I don't mind that. Uh, rock climbing was a nomination from Mel. Eh. Anyway, what can you have on the middle of the fields to make it more exciting for the Everest crowd if they were able to go? Imagine the weather. We're going to have glorious weather. Surely you can get something done in there, I would have thought. I would have thought. And then the other story of the day, Josh Giddy receives impressive NBA ranking. This from news.com. It'd be Matty Logue, number 53 in ESPN's annual list of the NBA's top 100 players. We've talked about Josh Giddy a lot, probably too much, but that's the Coach K influence. But he's ahead of Chris Paul, Rudy Gobert, Draymond Green, and Zion Williamson. Really? Well, that's an injury thing for our man Zion. Uh, so we're looking at Oklahoma City Thunder. They were 40 and 42. Everyone thinks they're going to have a winning season. So, and here's the other thing to remember. The NBA broadcast deal, times two. Times two. So Josh Giddy, whatever you think he's going to get paid when he gets out of his rookie contract, times two. He is going to be easily the best played, best paid Aussie sports person on the planet, excluding... Anyone who played live golf, all right. So, but they got their money up front too. So I hope Cam Smith's investing very wisely with that. Uh, on the back of Michael Maguire fulfilling three roles, multitasking is our talk topic. When have sports people multitask? Anyone who's a mum who's won a Grand Slam, and I'm talking about you, Yvonne Gulagong, and I'm talking about you, Margaret Court. Anyone who's done that, you're multitasking. Let's be honest, you're multitasking. Uh, nomination for Pat Cummins. So he's multitasking. He's the fast bowler. He's the captain. And remember, when they're away on tour, he's also the selector. We've got the head of selectors, a traveling selector, and then the captain are selectors. So multitasking in sport, if you could let me know. one 1170 The text line 0457-736-736. And, of course, we're doing it all thanks to SBS Fence Portable Fence and Toilet Hire in Sydney. Check them out, sbsfence.com.au. Right, lots going on. That's the way we like it. We've got to get ourselves to a break. After that, we're back with Adrian Prezenko from the Sydney Morning Herald. You stick around.